To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, no, I'm late again. I really have to hurry, Lisa thought to herself and ran down the street as fast as she could. In the distance, she recognized the bus stop. The school bus was already there. Onward she ran, but suddenly she heard the sound of the engine. Wait! Lisa shouted desperately, but the bus driver did not notice her and drove on. To hear the rest of this story, come on over to Short Stories for Kids podcast, where you get to be the hero in your own story. Hey, Koala Kids, and welcome to Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you stories and giving you facts and ideas that will hopefully make your day. Come on, everyone, follow me for today's adventure. What's that? Oh, you're asking me why I'm whispering? Well, come a bit closer and I'll tell you. I'm whispering because we're on our way to meet a very special family of rabbits. That's right bunny rabbits. Surely you've seen them around, hopping over the fields or scrabbling by a tree trunk, searching for food or nibbling on a particularly juicy blade of grass. And if you have, you'll have noticed that they have very big ears, perfect for hearing the slightest sounds. And when they do hear something, they skitter off. So we have to keep extra quiet. Okay, follow me. Now, where might we find rabbits here? Will they be in the trees? Or swimming in the river? Or perhaps underground? What do you think? Don't shout too loud. The rabbits might hear you. Good idea. Let's check underground. They might be in their warrens. Do I go straight? Maybe it was right. I can't remember now. Did you know that rabbits live in warrens? They're made up of a series of tunnels built under the ground that twist and snake about and meet in chambers to create amazing subterranean mazes. And did you know that rabbits dig them all by themselves? You see, they're specially adapted for the task. They have extra strong front paws with strong and sharp little claws that they use to burrow down into the ground. If you ever see a rabbit digging its warren, you'll see it crouched low to the ground its front paws whirring so fast you can't see them, and a big plume of soil shooting out between its back legs. Okay, here we are. We've arrived at the warren belonging to the family of rabbits whose story we'll be hearing today. Let's tiptoe in and meet them. This warren is home to three triplets. Their names are Tipsy, Topsy and Caramel. Tipsy is the eldest of the triplets by five minutes. She has shiny grey fur that shimmers like silk, 
and her favorite food in all the world is lettuce leaves, especially when they're nice and crunchy. At dinner time, she'll often try to take all the lettuce for herself. Next comes Topsy, who has twinkly eyes and fur as black as ink. So dark, in fact, that when she's bouncing around after nightfall, she's practically invisible. Her favorite food is super sweet carrot sticks, and there's nothing she likes more than winning hopping races against her sisters. The youngest of the triplets is Caramel, with soft brown fur and a bushy tail of pure gold, which is how she gets her name, Caramel. Caramel is the shyest and most gentle of the three sisters. And if you ask her what she desires most in the world, she'd blink a couple of times and whisper in a hushed and dulcet tone, I just want everybody to be happy. Tipsy, Topsy and Caramel live in a very special warren, because it's the biggest warren in all the land. Most warrens are made up of nine or ten tunnels with three or four rooms. But their warren has thousands of tunnels, and so many rooms that no one has ever really managed to count them all. The warren was built many, many years ago by the triplet's grandfather, a wise and wizened old rabbit with a shock of white fur, watery eyes, and two particularly protruding front teeth. He dug all the tunnels himself, and only he truly knows the mysteries of the sprawling underground labyrinth. What's more, he had sealed off many of the chambers at the ends of the tunnels with colorfully painted doors, to which he kept the keys. He called his home the Warren of a Thousand Secret Doors. Tipsy, Topsy and Caramel have never been inside any of them. Today we're meeting the triplets on a very important day indeed. That's because today, at least in rabbit ears, is their eighth birthday. Happy birthday, triplets! <laughs> Tipsy, Topsy and Caramel are on their way to see their grandfather, who has asked them to come visit him in his chamber. The sisters are very excited indeed. They're sure they're going to be getting lots of amazing birthday presents. The tunnels of the Warren are dark and damp and sinister. Sometimes, if you're not keeping track of where you're going, you might get lost. And the triplets are often scared of what they might find at the end of the tunnels, that haven't been travelled since the beginning of time, what creepiness might be waiting for them. So to keep the little flickers of fear at bay, they chatter between themselves as they make their way over. I hope it's going to be a whole mountain of lettuce leaves, says Tipsy and I'm going to keep them all to myself. No way, Topsy replies sternly. It's got to be a brand new set of trainers with lightning bolts down the sides, and mine are going to make me quicker than both of you put together. And to make her point, she gives three big leaps down the tunnel. Caramel doesn't say anything at all, but secretly she thinks to herself that she would be content simply with a birthday hug from her scary but beloved old grandfather. When they reach their grandfather's chamber, they knock politely, enter, and discover that the chambers are empty. Grandpa? 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 They call out curiously. And after a few seconds comes a reply. In here. They follow the voice through a door and find themselves in a small chamber that they've never been in before. It's a little dingy but some flickering candles on the wall shine some light about the room. On the far wall are three shadowy doors. And in the middle of the chamber, crouched on an old, moth-eaten armchair, is their grandfather. 
Hello, Tipsy. Hello, Topsy. And hello, Caramel. He greets them in his deep croak of a voice. Happy birthday to you all. Hello, Hello, Grandpa. The girls say. I suppose you're wondering why I've asked you to come all the way here to this strange little corner of the Warren, he says. The girls look around, blinking. There's no sign of any presence anywhere. No lettuce or carrots or running shoes. No boxes wrapped up in brightly coloured paper and tied up with strings. They certainly are wondering what they're doing here. Their grandfather gets creakily off his armchair and comes towards them. Today's an important day, he says. And for your birthday, instead of normal presents, I thought I'd organise a little competition. At the word competition, Topsy's ears shoot up. There's nothing she likes more than a competition. From the small pockets of his bottle green waistcoat, their grandfather pulls an extremely old-looking tarnished brass key. He holds it up in front of them. The triplets look at the key, feeling perplexed. What's it for? asks Tipsy. For an answer, their grandfather waves his paw at the doors at the back of the chamber and gives the key a little twist in his paw so that it catches and glints in the candlelight. He clears his throat. <clears throat> Just one of these doors is unlocked by this key. Inside you'll find more gifts than you ever did see. But choose wrong and the door will stay shut, I'm afraid, and you'll be left giftless to go home dismayed. When the triplets have finished listening to his rhyme, they give the doors, for the very first time, a proper look. There are three of them. One is painted gold, another sparkling silver, and the last is just a plain old wooden door, unpainted and covered in knots and scrapes. Cool, whispers Tipsy. So it's like a birthday competition? We already know who's going to win, adds Topsy, whose creative spirit has been piqued. Me! Caramel stays quiet and only twitches her little nose thoughtfully. Who gets to go first? asks Tipsy. It should be me, because I'm the oldest. That's not fair, cries Topsy, stamping her foot. You can't always get to go first because you're the oldest. I want to go first. Then both Tipsy and Topsy look at Caramel, expecting her to stake her own claim at getting to go first in the birthday competition. But Caramel only smiles at both of them and tells them that she is more than happy for one of them to go first. She'll go last, she says, twitching her nose kindly. Finally, it is decided that Tipsy will go first. I'm gonna win, she mutters, clenching her fist and hopping over to the doors. For a few moments, she contemplates them all, moving her head first one way and then another, as she decides which door to pick. Finally, she makes her decision. Gold is the colour of medals, winners and riches, so I choose the gold door. I bet that's where the gift is. And with that, Tipsy takes the key from her grandfather and slips it into the lock. She takes a deep breath, readies herself for victory, and twists it. But it catches. The door will not unlock. Oh no, cries Tipsy. She stamps her little rabbit feet. I'm the oldest, 
I'm meant to win. And very sulkily indeed, she stomps back to her sisters, where she sits with a face like thunder. My turn, says Topsy, sounding rather overjoyed that Tipsy has failed so thoroughly in the competition. She takes the keys and says, There's no way I'm going to lose. All the gifts will be mine, all mine. Up Topsy hops to the door, and for a few moments she too inspects the doors. She looks at the silver one, then at the plain wooden one, and then back again at the silver one once more. She flaps her ears decisively. Silver's the colour of things that sparkle and shine, so I choose silver, and all those gifts will be mine. Up she hops to the silver door and puts the key in. She looks over her shoulder at her sisters and says, Looks like I'm going to win. Sorry, guys. She turns the key. It slides easily to the left. Topsy smiles broadly. And then it catches. The key cannot turn. Excuse me? Topsy shouts, her cute little face screen up with indignation. I never lose. But unfortunately... This time there's no two ways about it. Topsy has lost, and she goes and stands grumpily beside her sister Tipsy. Now there is only one bunny left to choose. Come along, Caramel, says their grandfather. It's your turn. Caramel takes the key. She had not expected to get this far. She's been sure that one of her sisters would choose the right door and get all the gifts. And she'd be content with that. She'd only been hoping that her sisters would be happy and that she'd get a birthday hug from her grandfather. But now it seems her turn has arrived. She takes the key and hops up to the doors. Only one left, I guess, she murmurs quietly. So up to the plain old wooden door she hops. Now that she's in front of it, she doesn't think it looks so plain after all. In fact, she thinks it looks rather beautiful covered in rich halls and knots, with the grain of the wood running in sheer lines. What, she thinks, could be more lovely than this unassuming wooden door? Caramel takes the heavy metal key and puts it into the lock. She twists it, and the key turns easily in the mechanism, giving out a resounding click. The door swings open. For a moment... It seems to Caramel that the chamber beyond is empty. There doesn't appear to be any gifts in there. No lettuces or carrots, no wrapped up boxes or hidden treasures. Then from behind, Topsy says, Oh, what's that? There, on the floor in the small chamber is a set of keys. Caramel picks them up. What could this possibly mean? She thinks. She turns inquisitively to her grandfather, who smiles his toothy grin. These are the keys to the whole warren, he explains. The warren of a thousand secret doors. What selflessness you have shown, Caramel. And what quiet perceptiveness, going last and choosing the wooden door that seems too plain to be worth noticing. And now this is your gift. You will take over from me as keeper of the keys. You will be the leader of the Warren. In unison, Tipsy and Topsy's mouths fall open in shock. What? What? They exclaim together. 
Well, but that's not fair. She gets to be ruler of the whole Warren. Their grandfather opens his paws wide. Those are the rules, he says simply. But Caramel has an idea. When she heard her grandfather explain that she would become the leader of the Warren, a rush of joy went through her immediately. But very quickly, this feeling of joy has been tempered by another feeling. A strange feeling, hard to understand at first. It felt soft and loving, but also a little bit sad. But after a moment, she began to realize that this sad feeling was for her sisters. She still wanted, more than anything, for them to be happy. She wanted them always to be happy together. So now she opens her mouth to speak. Thank you for your gift, Grandfather, she says. But I would like to share it with my sisters. Can we all be leaders of the Warren together? All three of us? We were born all together and we've lived all together. And I think I'd like for us to keep all living together equally and share your gift of the keys. Their grandfather is smiling proudly at Caramel. He folds her in a big birthday hug. The only birthday present she really wanted anyway. Of course you can share, he says. I'd expect nothing else. And with that, Tipsy and Topsy bounce over to their sister and cover her in hugs and kisses. Thank you, Caramel, they say. Thank you for sharing your gift with us. Caramel kisses each of her sisters in turn. There was no one she'd rather share her life with. And that is where we will leave our birthday triplets, these three little bunnies, Tipsy, Topsy and Caramel. But suffice to say, if you creep quietly out to the woods and find the entranceway to their home, you'll find them all there still now. They live happily and in harmony. Three sisters, the queens of the Warren of a Thousand Secret Doors. Do you have any siblings? Or best friends who you treat like siblings anyway? Do you find it tempting to compete with them, to become the world champion number one sibling? Or do you find it easy to share and be the best of buds? It can feel amazing to have a sibling to look after, or who will look after you and share in all your best jokes. So if you have a sibling or a friend that you really love, give them a high five today and try not to get upset if they beat you at football. Remember, they're your teammate, not your enemy. Okay, kids, let's finish off today with a rapid-fire jumbo joke bonanza. Let's go! What does a cloud wear under his raincoat? Thunderwear. <laughs> Here's another one. Why does a seagull fly over the sea? Because if it flew over the bay, it would be a bagel. And for our rabbit-themed joke of the day, what do you call a queue of rabbits walking backwards? A receding hairline. <laughs> As always, if you have any jokes, facts, or stories that you'd like to share with me, let me know via the link in the description. And if you leave a voice message that makes us giggle, we may even play it on the podcast. That's it for today, Koala Kids. Keep on shining!